activate your personal shield and get your traits level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. In this episode, we're going over our thoughts on the Rogue One Scarif DLC and the Star Wars Battlefront Rogue One X-Wing VR mission. Let's get started. What do you think so far of Scarif? We've had a month to go over and play Scarif go over all everything. the time. I actually do enjoy Scarif very much. On a scale from 1 to 10, what do you rank it out of all of the DLCs? A negative five. A negative five. Oh, <laughs> probably rank it a nine and a half. Yes. Has the best been a 10? Probably. So this is still number two for you. Correct. Number two. Last time we talked about Scarif, which was our first impressions, and we were talking about the patch notes, which came out a while ago. I believe it's been a month since it's come out, or somewhere around there. And you were not very happy with it. Has that changed? Not. Has yes, that changed has. at all? Yes, it has. Okay. What is your favorite thing about the DLC so far? Probably the new infiltration game mode. The new game mode infiltration, which, if, if people don't know, is the new three-phase game mode in the Scarif Rogue One uh, DLC that starts out, starts you out in space. Your objective is to get the Ewing to the space gate, if you are the Rebels, and to destroy that as the Imperials. Then phase two, you are uh, as the Rebels are supposed to destroy the pick up ships of the empire and as the empire is supposed to protect those and kill rebels the phase three as the rebels you're supposed to get the data tapes and transport those to a u-wing waiting for you as the empire you're supposed to stop that that is your favorite thing yes i am in love with that game mode i think it's one of the best implemented game modes that they've had in the dlc i really liked sabotage sabotage Sabotage. i I really like sabotage but i really like sabotage but not as much as I like this one. What okay. do you think, Sam? I like Sabotage better. You still like Sabotage better? Correct. What, what's the reasons for that? For heroes and villains. Oh, yep, yep, yep. If there weren't heroes and villains, I wouldn't play Battlefront. Are you for real? Correct. Whoa. <laughs> that is pretty... It's a pretty big statement, Sam. Yes. Tell Dennis. So, Scarif DLC. The, the game mode infiltration is not your favorite. Not my favorite game mode. Not your favorite but game But I mode. do really enjoy it. What is your favorite game mode? Probably Heroes vs. Villains. Heroes vs. Villains, even with the Lando glitch? Yes, I love the Lando glitch for me. But I don't like being against it. You are a Lando glitch abuser? <laughs> yes, correct. Oh, I'm not going to be that guy. I will be that guy. You are terrible. <laughs> so, you don't think that infiltration beats sabotage, but do you think it beats battle station? Definitely. Okay. What about extraction? Definitely beats extraction. Oh. Out of all the DLCs, what is your ranking? Out of the game modes? Out of, out of Probably the Probably sabotage, infiltration, outer, I mean, extraction, and then battle station. Okay. What do you think of the maps for Scarif? I do enjoy the maps. You're a fan of the maps? Yes. Probably my favorite scenery in the entire game. Yes. I think, I think Scarif is the best-looking DLC that they've released. I mean, Death Star was really awesome-looking, but this is just so beautiful. I mean... If you if you've seen the uh, the cinematics that Battlefront uh, cinematic captures has done, and the Battlefront screenshots that he's taken on Scarif, they they are just amazing, and that is what it looks like. And with videos, like if you're watching it on YouTube or something, the compression rate is pretty bad, especially 
if you got bad internet, it does not look as good, but they look amazing. It's so fun to go through and run around the beaches and you look up at the palm trees and going across these open areas, going through water. It's very, very interesting style of gameplay. But the only thing you have to look out for are the bush walls. After a month of playing with the bush walls, what do you think, Sam? I don't really mind them. Yeah, I'm starting to get used to traversing the bush walls. Every now and then I'll jump back into a wall bush. <laughs> a lot of the times it's going to be by the central uh, hangar on the landing pad 13. And then I'll just have to, I'll be stuck there until my jump pack reloads. But other than that, I've learned how to traverse the map. What about you, Sam? Same. I've been playing a lot of Heroes vs. Villains, which is the best game mode from the DLC. You don't even play it on the DLC. <laughs> Outer Rim is very infuriating because you never get in one. <laughs> so I play Heroes versus Villains basically it. That's it? Correct. So you, you've stopped playing Infiltration. Correct. For the only reason I played for the trophy. The trophies. I still enjoy it. Why have you stopped playing Infiltration? Because I like Heroes versus Villains better. You like the heroes. I'll play Walker Salt just to get a hero though. And speak Going into that a little bit. What do you think of the array of game modes supported by Scarif? Uh, we've got a Supremacy, Turning Point, Walker Assault, uh, Blast, Infiltration. Definitely not as much as Bespin, but... I think it's one or two under Bespin. I mean, Bespin had like one of the widest array of game modes supported. Definitely better than Death Star. Yeah, which is now up to five, I believe. Battle Station, uh, Fighter Squadron, Blast, Cargo, and Droid Run. So that's five. This one's got about like seven or eight. Um, but what, what do you think of Walker Salt on Scarif? I think it's good. The one problem I have with, uh, Walker Salt on Scarif is if you are the rebels, there is this one uplink that is right next to a AT, AT, and that AT, AT just stands there constantly shooting people. Like every, every single time that I go to go activate the uplink, I am brought down to very low health, have to activate my personal shield, go try and up, uh, start the uplink, and usually someone comes around me and either melees me normal or melees me with the bow rifle, which is very annoying. I think they should just remove the bow rifle. You do? The bow rifle is one of the most infuriating things added to Battlefront. It is so overpowered right now. I do not think it should be one-shot melee. What do you think they could do to change it at all? I don't really think they could change it. It's either they remove it or they keep it as it is. And they won't remove it, so it's going to stay the same. They can't reduce the damage because no one would use it. Yeah, they have, they have locked themselves into a corner. And Everyone's using it because it's one-shot melee. And the first fire isn't very good, so they're not going to be able to nerf that. Maybe if they buff the the just regular fire and then they nerf the melee? If it's not one-shot, it's not good at all. So you think the main draw, for the, actually the main draw for that weapon is the melee? Yes. Yeah, they have definitely... They need to change it, but I don't know how they can change it to uh, effectively alter it in any way. It is so overpowered. And Elliot was talking about this on one of his videos when it, this DLC first came out. He was saying it was infuriating just playing with the playtesters and the YouTubers and stuff. And it doesn't seem like it's changed at all. But have have you encountered, going back to the original point, have you encountered the uh, terrible ATAT on Walker Assault? No, I have not. You I've haven't? I've only played it like two or three times. Yeah, I get into Walker Assault pretty regularly. One time I, I chose Jen be, uh, because obviously she's the new hero. 
um, just to try and figure out how she works against normal infantry and going after the objective and stuff. And I got knocked down to half health with just like a couple shots, and I had no idea what the heck was going on. It, the ATAT was shooting me through the trees. I was running around trying to, I had to get behind trees and no, behind the actual transport ship that you're trying to explode or not, not explode, but activate the uplink for. And it was just terrible. I was running around basically like a chicken with its head cut off. Should have been Lando. No, I'm not going to be Lando, Sam. You need to be Lando. That's that's getting changed the next uh, client update. When is that? They have not announced that, but there is an update coming up to change the heroes versus villains from three to five again. Nice. They keep on, they keep on doing that. They're like, "Hey, we need to try out something different. We're gonna, we're gonna move it up to four. Oh, people freaked out. We're gonna move it up to down to three. People freaked out again. We're gonna move it back up to five. How do you feel of there not being heroes versus villains in the Scarif DLC? I definitely don't like it. If they don't add any kind of hero mode, I'm just gonna stop playing Battlefront one, and wait for Battlefront two. You can't this is do stupid. that. <laughs> they haven't added any hero modes since Outer Rim. So sabotage, yeah. sabotage. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like heroes versus villains strictly. I think they should just remove the troops and have like Carol blast, but now that's got rejected. No, it has not. So I was talking with Paul Kesslin via direct message and he said that he had said nothing new about hero blast. There might still be a hero blast there. There is a high possibility if they can get around what he said, that's in the code. If they can get around that, they will add hero blast. So that is, I'm still hopeful about that. <laughs> um, I really want that to happen because I was saying in that episode, one of my favorite game modes in the original Battlefronts were the hero modes. That was just so much fun, especially and if they added that to skirmish, people would lose their minds. If th- that would be a perfect callback to the people that have been that have been angry about n- no hero modes. Correct. That's me and skirmish. So. That would that would solve a lot of problems there. And going into the heroes, what do you? Th- well, how do you feel about the heroes now that you played them in actual multiplayer game modes? You played them in heroes versus villains. What do you think? And next episode, we're going to do a how to win heroes versus villains version four. Well, anyway, I think Lando is perfectly balanced. I don't need to touch him. <laughs> Everything seems to be good. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm talking about the new hero and villain. Jin's director Krennic. Director Krennic's awesome. What's more to be said? <laughs> they need to just restart on Jen's abilities. They're really bad. Director critics are unique and very well put together. I think. I think he is perfectly balanced. Jen is terribly balanced. Even <laughs> against infantry, she's weak. She takes so much damage, and your trench and surge doesn't even hit most of the time. Yes, I was playing infiltration. That's probably why I was saying infantry. <laughs> uh, infiltration as Jen because I got the hero pickup two times in a row. Man, might I add. I went to go after the objective, which is to uh, arm the bomb, and I was hiding in the bushes. The bushes of love. The bushes of love. <laughs> I was hiding in the bushes of love, and I was just taking damage so much. She is so weak right now. What, what I think should be done is to not have the charges for a truncheon surge. Have an infinite? Have an infinite, but have a cooldown after each one. Not very big, though. Not a big cooldown, just enough to cause some lag in between hits so you can't just go da 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 and then you have to wait like five years before it does like normally uh with the trait ability have it do infinite but have a small cooldown between each one kind of like a, a boss ability 
the but middle it used to be like that yeah how it used to be where you activate it it's got a little cooldown and then you can unactivate it but what what do you think of her blaster ability i think that's that bad. is actually really effective you think it's bad i think a rifle should be have a little bit more cooling power yeah had in her and her pistol have a little more rate of fire and damage. Yes. I think her pistol should be sh- should be slow but powerful. Right now it's slow and not powerful. Not powerful. Kind of like the DL44. I think it should be similar to the DL44 cuz it feels very similar to the DL44. The DL44 DL44. Mm-hmm. DL44. DL44 definitely. DL44. <laughs> what do you, what do you think of the addition of turning point on Scarif? It's okay. It's pretty fun though. It is very fun. Um, not something I'd want to play over and over though. I have never been a fan of turning point. Even when it first came out, I barely played it cause I had no idea what the heck was going on. But on, on, um, Scarif, it is very easy to figure out what's going on. Really like the implementation of that into Scarif. Another one I like that I used to play supremacy all the time. And I love that they've added it to Scarif. What do you think, Sam? I do enjoy, um, supremacy not as much as walker assault because the hero is not as frequent yeah i like supremacy reminds me of the battlefront 2 standard game mode you know where you go in there and conquest yeah it reminds me a lot of that how do you feel about conquest do you think it should be implemented in a future i think it should you do like i mean we have it very similarly in supremacy how do you think they could change it at all from supremacy for battlefront 2 pretty easy designated stationary checkpoints throughout the map that's basically what supremacy is though like they don't change because you know you pushed them back now you got to push them blah blah blah. well this one will you have to have oh like i see five, what you mean five so you can't just camp one so you start out with five there's two on one side then, two on the other side and one in the middle Then you have a certain amount of troops that you can use and if you do capture all the control points you start doing a countdown to win that would be very interesting to see in battlefront 2 yeah moving on to the new weapons yes new weapons i don't like them at all you don't like any of the new weapons i don't like the sonic imploder and i have only used it with Jin. it's not worth getting to me what about the weapons a180 is stupid does the sniper doesn't even one shot yes it does no every shot that i've done is one shotted not me not you nope okay and then the dt29 i needs a little bit more bullets I love them. the DT-29. And then if you, you got to reload, takes five seconds. And if you jump pack, it it just cancels your reloading. No, it, it I, I reload when I jump pack. You have to start the reload and then you jump pack. I've done that and it canceled my reloading. I have not had that happen. So, But I will argue against that point. It's stupid. I, now let's move on. I love the DT-29. My favorite part is the six bullets. Needs it is like 10 bullets. There is so much strategy that you can use Needs with that. Ten billets. You have, you have to figure out when to when to shoot. You have to figure out how to shoot, and you have to figure out when to reload. I don't see how that you like that weapon since you're really bad at aiming. How am I bad at aiming? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's this one noob that didn't even shoot you, and you missed him five shots with the C87, which is basically a shotgun. You can't miss with a shotgun. <laughs> Okay, I do admit I need to practice some more at my aiming. And that weapon's all about aiming. But the strategy that weapon implements, I think, is something that Battlefront has needed. And I love that they implemented it with Scarif because it feels like a war weapon. I mean, like in war movies, you see them always reloading. Okay, you got to get under fire. You have to get under cover. Uh, get out of fire. Get under cover. Um, then you, you see them reload. And 
Rogue One is the war Star Wars movie. Star Wars. Oh. It puts the war back in Star Wars that I've heard. <laughs> That's what they say. That's that's what people say. Oh. I don't I don't think there has ever been a point in Star Wars where there hasn't been war, <laughs> though. Um, but it gets you into the trenches of war. Why don't you like the A one eighty? Let's go deeper into that. Um, the rifle is good, but it takes forever to reload. The ion is useless. Yeah, I, I do agree that everything takes forever to load. And then you have your default weapon, which is bad. You have your sniper mode that doesn't always one-shot, which it should, because it has a really long cooldown. Everyone else one-shots me, I know, with that weapon. Just like the DLT-19X should be a one-shot. But then you actually know you wouldn't run into the CJ-9 bow rifle, because it takes forever to reload. And one of the problems with the bow rifle is it takes barely anything to reload that melee. And that's that's something maybe they can nerf. Maybe they take make it longer. Yeah, that's what they could do. <laughs> Sam, if you want to talk about bad aiming, I went on a melee spree and killed like five people, and three of them had CJ9 bow rifles. With a CJ9 bow rifle? No, I didn't have. I had like a. I had my uh, DT29. There, someone threw like a grenade or something in the middle, and I just went melee melee melee. This one guy missed me. Actually, two guys missed me with the bow rifle. They went. Whoosh, I went to the side. You should have recorded killed it. Them. I should have recorded that. I think I've noticed that with the Scarif DLC update that the melee does more damage. Usually one shots. Yes. Almost every one that I've seen, I have one shot unless they have the back to bomb, which is very interesting. Do you remember them saying anything about melee doing no. more damage? I think it's when you, when you melee someone directly on the head, it's one shot. Okay. And another thing that they added is the armor system into Battlefront. What do you think of that? I haven't really noticed much differences. Not really. Any differences at all. You still take a lot of damage. And most of the time, my shield, my armor thing is red. <laughs> it's like, what just took took down my armor? I think that's negative armor, which the Sonic Imploder does. Oh, yep, yep. Speaking of the Sonic Imploder... Let's move on to the VR mission. Sonic Imploder will lead us right into that. No. <laughs> the Sonic Imploder is just annoying. Every single time someone throws a Sonic Imploder, I am trying to aim at someone. All you have to do is look the other way and it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but they usually throw right where I'm looking as I'm trying to protect a control point or something and I'm trying to kill someone. And if you throw a Sonic Imploder onto one of the ships that you can get onto... And the people up there sniping, it just destroys them. And I was playing Bosk on Heroes vs. Villains, and I got hit by the Sonic Imploder. It wouldn't let me get out of the um, predatory instincts. And it, I, I was basically running around blind, white screen. I did not know what it ever fade. happened. It, it faded after, I, I'm not kidding, a minute and 30 seconds. And I, all that Maybe time... It affects Bosk more. Yeah, he, he does get affected more with the flash, flash grenade. grenade, I know. But if you're going up against a Bosk, get that Sonic Imploder and just destroy him. We can test it out on Hero Battles. Now, onto the Star Wars Battlefront Rogue One X-Wing VR mission for PlayStation VR. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Sam? I do enjoy That's my favorite VR experience. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so in... In the Star Wars Battlefront Rogue One X-Wing VR mission, you are a new fighter to the resist or to the rebellion, and you are on your normal t- test runs, going through the galaxy looking for any 
problems. It's just a, a training run for you as the fighter. You can be a male rebellion fighter or a female rebellion fighter. You stumble upon a U-wing in the vastness of space. And in that U-wing, it is a K2SO, the With robot for uh, Rogue One. Cassian? Played by Alan Tudyk. And it is voiced by Alan Tudyk in the game, which is pretty awesome. That is cool. And Jin's in there, and you're trying... You, it doesn't say that Jin's in there, but, but you, you assume... Well, anyway, you think... Well, we shouldn't spoil it, should we? I think that's about as much as we should say about... Because it, it has a pretty interesting story. It has I a mean, twist. It, it alludes perfectly into... Rogue One, surprisingly. And I and I was not expecting that. I went into there just being like, okay, I'm going to fly an X-Wing. But it has a pretty good, interesting story in that. Um, implemented very well. You're going in there. You're activating your S-foils, getting those into attack position. You can, you can press any button in the X-Wing cockpit, which is so much detail. And you use your head to point at things. You can look around. You use your controller. It's, it's exactly like Fighter Squadron. You use the left trigger to lock on you use the right trigger to fire you use the bumpers for your effects and then triangle or y i believe on xbox i have no idea what what it is on uh, pc what did you think about it i thought it was amazing and i am very torn between this as my favorite or the kitchen i mean the kitchen was my first like actual oh my gosh this is vr but this one it realized every single dream that i've had of flying an x-wing and that is that is amazing. I mean, it, you, it feels like you are on there. And I've told this story before on the episode with Paul Kesslin. But I had a, I, I was reaching down. I had a pin in my back pocket. I removed it. And then I needed somewhere to set it down. And I reached over and tried to set it on the cockpit of my X-Wing. And it just fell to the floor. I was just like, this is virtual reality. And if you watch videos, it looks very crappy. If you play it, it looks like Battlefront graphics. It is really amazing that it can do that. Um, Criterion, I believe that's who made the uh, VR mission. They have done an amazing job. It is incredible that they have been able... I've seen stories of people crying because their dreams of flying an X-Wing have become realized. They, They get into there and they're tearing up because they are blown away by the technology that they can be in Star Wars. What do you think of that, Sam? About crying? No, <laughs> not crying, because I know how you feel about emotion. <laughs> yeah, there's none. <laughs> what do I feel about the X-Wing VR? Yes. What do you think about the realism? I think it looks really good. All the screenshots that I've taken with VR, out of, uh, out of VR, like on the PlayStation Flat 2D screen, look decent. they look pretty good, but they do not it's portray... They do not portray what is actually there. It's better in VR, everything, that you can't judge it until you do it. Yes, and that, that is very hard to convey. Like, if you have a way to test this out, take that chance. Because that, that will really decide whether or not, you, a, oh, a, you will like it, and B, whether or not you will throw up. Because, like, the first couple times I got a little headache, which is crazy. Like this is at 120 frames per second per eye, or actually 60 frames per second per eye and 120 total. And the reason I found out, the reason that it looks pretty bad on video and screenshots is because it's 1080p by 1080p. So it is a square picture. And then when you look at that on the screen, it's stretched out. You can definitely see the pixels. But can you imagine the Battlefront 2 VR? Is that announced? 
No, but it, by how successful this has been, I've seen people who try it out and say, oh my gosh, I need a VR. So it has been really uh, successful. And if they have that with a free, free update, this is worth it. I mean, the game is free if you already have Battlefront. And Battlefront right now is really cheap. Like they put it on sale for like, uh, I believe it was $8 one time, just a regular edition. So $8, if you can, if you have the camera, it's just $400 for the headset, which is really pretty steep, but it is worth everything. It is really comfortable and it is very easy to set up and put on and, and it is so comfortable. And the sound design for the Battlefront VR mission is spot on. If you move your head back uh, side to side, the sound goes on it. So if you're fighting and you fire the blaster and you look behind you, it will sound like it's behind you. And you've got like a little R2-D2 unit that you can, uh, every time you look behind there, he beeps at you. It's pretty incredible. Sam, if you didn't have VR, would you buy it for Battlefront Rogue One X-Wing VR? If I had the money, I would. If you had the money, you would. Okay. So you believe it is worth the $400 or $440? Yes. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. Or if you don't have the money and would like to support the show, you can go to iTunes and leave a review. If you don't know what to say, just leave your favorite Star Wars character. Our new intro music was made by Daniel Barham or at Gafunko on Twitter. G-A-F-U-N-K-O. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can contact us at battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line, put podcast guest. We do the guest episodes through Skype, so make sure you have a Skype account. You can leave feedback on our email. That again is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at SWB Podcast for all things Battlefront, and you can also follow us at YT for Warring Galaxy News. If there's new Battlefront news, we will cover it first on our Twitter. May the Force be with you, always. Yeah. Yeah. I know you just turned recording, so... I did not do the thing. Okay, good. My blood did. <laughs> oh, man. My name is Jim Gaffigan. Like, was born with this inside of my double chin. And I like my lips to be very close to my microphone. <laughs> I like flavored microphones. Strawberry, in particular. You have flavored microphones? <laughs> yes. Tim Gaffigan does not Sam Goodwin. My name's actually Sam Gaffigan. Hi. <laughs> Hi, children. Yeah, I even have baby-flavored microphone covers. Baby? <laughs> baby-flavored microphone? Yeah. <laughs> you lost your baby-flavored microphone cover. <laughs> Okay, okay so I'm ready. This episode, we're going to go over. Tell Dennis what? So, <clears throat> tell Dennis, Paul, Guillaume, and Chris, Christian, all my bros, tell them that. <laughs> They're all your bros. <laughs> tell Ryan know? and Robbie I sent you too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. 
She is very weak, and even against uh, infantry, in, in, uh, even against infantry. Why do I keep on saying infantry? <laughs> what the heck is infantry? I thought it was amazing, and I'm very toy, toy. I'm very, I'm very torn before between these two games. Okay, I am very torn between. 